Welcome to The Prep School, a Franklin Medical Reserve Corps podcast where you'll learn how to be prepared through entertaining education. Produced in the media studios at Greenfield Community College in lovely rural western Massachusetts, near Vermont and not far from upstate New York, not the Berkshires, but real close. And here's your host, Denise Schwartz. Hello, thank you for coming to prep school today. We're going to talk about planning, specifically planning for emergencies by having ready what's called a go bag. Now, if you're in emergency preparedness, if you work in emergency preparedness, you probably know what a go bag is. And this will be a really good reminder of the things to put into that go bag. But if you don't work in emergency preparedness, you may not know what a go bag is, or you may have heard about a go bag and thought, oh, that's a really good idea, but I'm going to do it later. You know, it's really easy to dismiss the importance of preparing for an emergency, but the reality is disasters happen and planning for them can help us and our families stay safe. So now the first step that we can do right now today is to prepare for a disaster by creating a go bag. This is a bag of essentials that you'll pack in advance, but hope you never have to use. Carmela Lanza-Weil is a special projects consultant with the Franklin and Medical Reserve Corps. She is also a prep school graduate, and she's knowledgeable about preparedness because she organized and operated many vaccine clinics here during the COVID-19 pandemic. Carmela has a go bag. And now she's going to tell us how to put one together for ourselves and for our families. Hi, Carmela. Hi, Denise. So did you bring your go bag? I did. Well, great. I know. It it looks heavy and it sounds heavy. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why we should have a go bag and then what we might want to put in one? Sure. So in the event of an emergency, when you get a ping on your cell phone or a call from a neighbor saying, you need to get out now. There's a wildfire coming. There's a flood. There's a tornado coming through and you need to get to a shelter. That is not the time to start thinking, oh, where's my keys? Do I have my prescriptions? Where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? On my face. Yeah. Yes. So, In an attempt to make sure that you're ready to go, we strongly suggest that you pack a go bag. It can be any kind of bag. I use a large backpack Mm -hmm. because it holds a lot of stuff and it's easy to carry. Um, If you are flinging your home and you don't have your car because trees are down, you want something that you can throw on your back and take with you easily. Okay. I understand that part. Yeah. So um, find a giant bag of some kind that you can lift and carry with you. And then what should go in it? Well, let's think about that. You want to bring things that you'll need in order to survive for three to five days is usually around the amount of time they, they recommend. So you don't need to bring your entire home. Hopefully you won't (laughs) be totally destroyed. But if you need certain things in order to function in this world, that's what we want to have in your go bag. So this is sort of for short term 
times of not being in your home. So maybe three to five days. Yeah, exactly. So I would guess the first thing that you would want to put in your go bag would be water. Sure. You do want water. You, um, if you're, if you're sheltering at home, they recommend a gallon of water per day per person. Right. So you can have an emergency store of items in your home that, by the way, you should replenish every couple of years. Like, um, I try to remember to look at our store um, when we change our uh, smoke alarm batteries. Right. I mean, that's a preparedness thing, right? Wait, wait, wait. When you say look at your store, you mean the stored items that the you stored, have maybe in your basement or somewhere. Right, exactly. So I have, I have gallons of bottled water mm-hmm. that I purchased at a grocery store. I noticed mm-hmm. just the other day, though, that I, I got my kit together pre-COVID. So I actually haven't replenished it lately. How long does bottled water stay... um, potable a couple of years okay and there's usually a little date stamp on on it it. okay so yeah uh, so if you're at home it's a gallon per person per day for this purpose for your go bag Mm -hmm. I would recommend having a couple of bottles of water and also if you can get them the tablets that purify water oh right, right so you can refill your water bottle but if it's questionable you can put one of those tablets in and it's safe for drinking you know i'm looking at the backpack and it's really full and i'm thinking well how many bottles of water can i put in there along with other things before i won't be able to lift it yeah i wouldn't concern yourself with that chances are if you're packing a go bag you're going to be going to a shelter okay i see what they won't have at the shelter are things like, and I'm going to start pulling things out. Oh, yeah. Out. So, ah, important papers. Oh, dear. So important papers means a copy of your passport, not the actual passport, but a photocopy. Okay. Because, you know, you may need your passport and you don't want to be raiding your go kit because you will forget to return it for sure. Good point. So get a copy of your passport, your driver's license, any major legal documents like your house, your car registration, your social security card, bank account numbers, Um, if you have other investments or whatever, you may want to have a list of those along with passwords. Um, You're going to want to Put all of those in a plastic bag, maybe double bag it, just in case you drop your go bag in raging water. Oh, I see. Or if it's pouring down rain outside and it gets wet. This is important to have super dry, obviously. So anything you would put in like a home fire safe, Mm -hmm. make copies of that for you and the members of your family. This sounds like a lot to do. Well, it's more to do if you don't have this stuff and you can't get back to your house. Good thing to remember. So, you know, you don't have to do it all at once. Like next week, just make copies of stuff, put it in a plastic bag, put the plastic bag in your backpack, and that piece is done. That's a good way to look at it. Break it down into small pieces. Sure. Okay. Um, Another. What else is in there? um, Oh, well, I have a prescription bottle. Oh, good. Yeah. Medications. If I mean, it's hard sometimes to have multiple prescription medications and they expire. But what you can have 
in your plastic bag of important papers is a list of what you take and how much you take. And that way, maybe you can get it replenished at the shelter. Got it. Also, if you do have time to scoop up your prescriptions, put them in a plastic bag, that would be really great. But what that means is that you need to have it all in one place. So some people have like, you know, one pill by the coffee pot because I take it in the morning and one in the bathroom because I take it when I go to bed or whatever. But if it's all in one place and you know where that is, when you're in a panic, you can just go scoop it all up, throw it in the bag, put it in the backpack, and you'll have the actual medication. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. This is really an organizing task, isn't it? It is. And you'll feel so good at the end. (laughs) Well, tell us what else is in your bag, because otherwise we're not going to get to the end. Okay, so um, another thing I have is a little first aid kit. You can get any kind of first aid kit. They have them at grocery stores Mm. and uh, drugstores. The MRC, the Medical Reserve Corps, often gives them away at events and stuff. It just has things like Band-Aids, sterile wipes, Things that you might need if you hurt yourself on the way to the shelter or if, you know, you get hurt on running other through way, a running through brook. A roaring brook, whatever. <laughs> like we've yeah. all had in the last month in front of our houses. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And I see you've put all of that in a plastic bag, and too. That's so these Ziploc bags are pretty important to have they are. right now. Okay. They're good to have. Okay. I also have masks. Mm-hmm. Um For obvious reasons, when you go into a shelter, uh, particularly, we don't know who all's in there or what they've been exposed to, so it'd be good to have a mask. Another thing that people may not think about is their pets. Oh, I would think about that first, probably. Good for you. Um, I mean, I don't mean before the members of my family. I don't mean to imply that, but let's be honest. (laughs) But (laughs) Where's Marble, the kitty? But do you have your pet's information handy, the name of their veterinarian, the date of their last rabies, and other vaccinations. Do they have medication? Do they Mm. have allergies? Do they need special food? If they do, you can add that special food to your go bag for your animal. What, like enough for three or four days, you think? Yeah. Okay. and then we, the MRC also has these things called pet passports, oh. which um, you can actually put all your information along with a photo of your pet. We should make those available to people. They are, they, we do. <laughs> we'll say how we, we can do. do that later. We do. Okay. Um, so those are good to have because your, your animals also may need special care. And if, you know, if they get away, if they oh. get out of the house... How are you going to find them? If you have a photograph and other identifying information already put together. Oh, that's a great idea. A photo of your pets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, I have a pad of paper. I see. A pad of paper and a pen and a pencil because... Who knows? You Hmm. may need to write stuff down. Okay. And it would be a drag to have to do that and not have... The ability to do that. What oh else gosh, do you I have, have so here? much stuff in there. What are those? Oh, so I have a kind bar. Oh, so like a granola bar or something. Granola, some kind of nourishment in case you get stuck in your car or in a line at the shelter mm-hmm. and you're hungry. Um, if you have a stash of food that will keep. Cookies? Well, 
Well, I would go with things that, that have a little longer <laughs> shelf life than a cookie. Oh, they don't last long little, in our house, let me tell you. And a little more, I don't know, um, sustenance to oh. them. What is in that little tube right there? Oh, this is this is um, hand cream, but I brought it because hand sanitizer oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. is a good thing to have. Well, we all probably have a lot of these left over from the... The, the pandemic. The COVID days. Yeah, COVID days. Um, I also have a candle Ooh. and a lighter. Waterproof matches are better, but I didn't have any. Okay. So um, for That's light, a good idea. because if all the lights go out right. and maybe you're stuck at home until someone can come save you, it is nice to not be sitting in the dark. Well, while you're talking about candles and going through your backpack to find the next thing that's in there, and I can say there's a lot in there, um, I know that some people have talked about having a light source like an LED flashlight or a headlamp. And if you have that, you also want batteries. And uh, yeah, they also always mention those waterproof matches. I don't even know where to get those, do you? Camping stores. Camping stores, okay. Yeah. Um, So I do have a flashlight. Oh, yeah, you do. I bought these actually for every member of my family a few years ago. It has um, emergency flashers that are pretty intense. Okay. It also has an extension so you can get in far away places. Oh, that's really nice. You know, my birthday is coming up. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. mind. (laughs) And yeah, extra batteries are a good thing to remember. Mm I also have a lantern, an wow. LED lantern. That what is, kind of fuel? It's a light. Oh. It's battery operated. Oh. But it puts out enough light to actually read by as opposed to just a candle. Which I wish we could show people. I know. I was, like. I was packing this and I was thinking, wait, wow. we're not on TV. What okay, are you doing? I like this. Um, a lantern. What else? Um, wipes. Oh, yes. Okay. For cleaning things off. Cleaning your hands, wiping faces, um, wiping down tables. Okay. Um, Oh, this is an important one. This is a crank radio. Yes. And it will work even when nothing else does. I have one. I keep it in my window because it's also solar powered. Oh, oh, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. I'll have to get so that's one of those. cool. Yeah, so having a radio because when everything's down, um, and if you don't have electricity to charge your phone, which is another thing you should have, are um, chargers for your yes. phones, phone, iPad, computer. Charger. Know where that stuff is so that if you have to scramble out of town or get an extra charger just for your phone. So that you have that. One of the challenges of running a shelter is having enough charging stations. And Um, so even if you take it to the shelter, it's possible you may have to wait a while. Like at an airport where sometimes you just can't find a place to plug in. Okay. Um, I've also, while you're looking in there, I also would like to mention, you know, the personal items like your toothbrush and toothpaste and hairbrush and deodorant and other kinds of personal things that oh and if you have kids diapers that kind of thing now this can take up a lot of room Carmela it does life takes up a lot of room I'll have to write that down (laughs) (laughs) I'm being so pithy I did not pack um, an extra pair of clothes although that is recommended yeah that would make sense well you know most of us have extra clothes in our cars you know, you throw in another jacket, you never take it back in the house, so you have that. Mm-hmm. I have a, um, 
small blanket in my car. I guess it would be okay to put it in the backpack, in the go bag, but I would think that I most likely would be leaving my home in my car. So I might want to have some of these items also in my car. Well, if you really want to go full throttle, you should have a go bag in your car, in your home, and at work. Uh Aha. Three different ones. Oh, that's important to know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Speaking of blankets, they do make emergency survival blankets. There's silver. Oh, yes, I've seen those. um, Mm -hmm. They're used in space, they say, to keep astronauts warm. They're tiny, much easier to pack. I see that. That's tiny. That's about, what, four by four inches? Yeah. Four inches, yeah. And if you have, you know, it's 84 by 52, so it'll envelop you if you have one for each member of the family. It doesn't weigh much, and it's tiny. Okay. Um, Yes, so then personal items. A toothbrush, a tube of toothpaste, a hair comb, razor blades, and a little tiny shaving uh, cream thing if if that's something that you need to do. I also have a bag with um, soap that's not, uh, that's flat. It's flat soap. I don't know how to explain it. Oh, you it. can find those for like laundry detergent. Now they make them in, yes. Okay, right, I see right. what you mean. And because it's lighter, mm-hmm. but again, it's in a plastic bag because you don't want it to get wet and disintegrate when you're not using it. Um, uh, other things you could have in there are like a poncho, an umbrella, um, food. Oh, did we talk here. about pet, pet supplies? Yes, we did. At least a day's worth of food and water for your pets. A leash Uh might be really helpful to have. Yeah, a leash and or a muzzle. Some people talk about like tools, like a knife or a Swiss Army knife, a screwdriver, pliers, those sorts of things. Do you have those in your bag? I have um, a tool that's like a multi-purpose tool. I can't find it right now. But um, what do they call them? Uh, Leatherman tools. That are multiple knife blades and scissors. I think there's a can opener on there. Like Swiss Army knives. Yeah, yeah. like a Swiss Army knife, a multi-purpose um, tool. Now, all of these things go in a bag, and that's pretty heavy. I was thinking of, um, you know, the little rollable luggage, luggage, you know, carry-on bags. Would it make sense to, like, pack a go bag in one of those, or is it too cumbersome? Well, that works if you're on a surface where you can roll Drag it. it. But if you're going through a field, oh, I see. Or if, if trees are down in your neighborhood and you're walking, you don't want to get near power lines. Chances are you may have to cut through a field. So that's why I say use a backpack because that'll protect it from being dragged through things. Tell me where we should keep these. In our house, where should it be? I mean, I'm trying to think about where am I going to put a backpack so that I can just grab it and go? Well, at our house, we have um, like a utility porch that is where we put stuff. We also, maybe a shed, if you have a shed, if you have... um, I mean, I'm trying to think about the closet that's closest to our doors and is there room in there for that? I guess, you know... I think we have to be really serious about this. You and I have been like laughing a little bit about things, but I think we have to be very serious and think about when this happens, what are we going to do? Where, 
And then I think we have to talk to the f- people in our families or who live with us in our houses and go over this with them, tell them where we're going to put these bags, talk about who's going to grab it and go and make another kind of plan. Absolutely. An emergency plan for the family is super important, especially if you have people thrown about the world in different places. For example, if you have kids who are at school, where do they go if there's a disaster and they can't get home? Wouldn't the school be talking to them about being prepared? Perhaps, but it's also your responsibility if they... If they don't do if that. If they don't do that. If, if for whatever reason the school has to shut down and they say, you need to go home, and the kids are like, where do I go? Is there a safe friend? Do they have a list of phone numbers of people who are nearby? I mean, if that happened when you were, say, on a business trip or, and you were relying on someone to pick them up, but that person couldn't get there. What is the plan? And if you talk about it beforehand, then it's not scary in the moment. Because you're, you know, you're like, oh, I know what I do. I call Millie. Okay, And Millie's going to come get me. Millie's going to call mom, and mom's going to call whoever, and we're all going to figure it out and find a, a rendezvous point that isn't home and isn't school. So those are two important things because disasters or disastrous events are scary, but we don't want to really scare our family members, especially children, when we talk about this. So we have to think about the way that we can make this sound like, you know, almost like the Boys and Girl Scouts. Being prepared is a good thing in all aspects of your life. And look, this could happen, so we're going to do this. And when it happens, we're going to go to this door, and then we're going to meet outside near that tree and that sort of thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, as we uh, kind of come to the close of our little conversation today, Carmela, I think there were a few other things that you said that you wanted to talk about. And one of them was um, how important it is for a community to have a trained force of volunteers that are ready to respond in emergency situations. Yes. And so that leads us to the Medical Reserve Corps which is the organization I've worked with for several years now. We invite people to sign up to be a part of our unit. No, There are units all across the country. There's about 800 of them right now, I think. And what we do is we provide training, and we do background checks, and we issue badges to our volunteers so that in the event of an emergency or in the event of something like right now, we're helping with flu clinics and COVID vaccine clinics. Um, These people already know how the system works. And that's important because uh, what you call spontaneous volunteers, do-gooders who wanna go in and help, but they do not have a clue what they're doing. And the first responders who are organizing the response don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. So if you have a badge that says, I'm a Medical Reserve Corps volunteer, they know that at least you know something about the incident command system and how incidents are organized. Right. And they know that you've gone through some kind of a background check at some point that has cleared you to work with people. 
Um, the MRC and many other groups like it were born out of 9-11 when tons of people went down to the World Trade Center site to help. But the, it was overwhelming for the first responders because they they couldn't do their jobs and also train and organize volunteers. Right. So uh, the MRC is a great way to support your community. It's a great way to get involved. It's a great way to get additional trainings. We offer trainings throughout the year on a variety of subjects and topics. And the important thing uh, to know is that you don't really have to be a medical professional to be a volunteer with the Medical Reserve Corps. I know I'm a volunteer, and oftentimes when I tell people what I do with the MRC, Medical Reserve Corps, they say, I didn't know you had a medical background. And I have to let them know, no, I don't. But I've taken the training. I understand what to do up to a point in an emergency situation. So it's open to almost anyone who has an interest in being a helpful person in their community. And what we'll do is add uh, something at the end of this conversation about how people can uh, find out more about the MRC, or you can just Google Medical Reserve Corps. You can. Um, the thing about the not having to be medical, that is absolutely true. We're about 50-50. We have a lot of medical people. We have a lot of non-medical people. Even if you are isolated at home, there are things you can do to support the community. Sometimes we need people to do phone calls. Sometimes we need people to input data from reports. Um, maybe you have a special talent that can be done from afar. One of the projects we started during the pandemic was um, a program called um, Mm. I forget what it was called, but um, it was... Um, I think it was something mm. about memory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, um, we recruited volunteers to call an isolated person once a week and read a story to them. It was called We Read Stories. Well, that's, that's an excellent title. And that is still exactly going on. It it's still going on. I mean, it's been three, four years now, and some of those relationships are still continuing where people felt a need to be checked in on. That sounds wonderful. So many things we can do through the Medical Reserve Corps, including packing our go bag, let me tell you. When this conversation is over, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to go home. And the first thing I'm going to do is take digital photos of all of the paperwork that I can find. In my house, it's all over the place. I'm going to put it all together. I'm going to get that done today. Good for you. And Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. And if you want more information, yes, FEMA, F-E-M-A dot gov has lists of go bag suggestions, as does the website ready.gov. And if you just Google those, you can find a whole list of things you can put in your go bag. So thank you very much for letting us know about go bags, how important they are and what we need to put in them. And I promise I will help you pack all of this stuff back up and put it in your own go bag. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Carmela. Thank you, Denise. Goodbye.